Hey everyone, before we begin this episode, I have a quick announcement. If you like listening to this podcast, then please consider helping us financially. In the episode description, there's a link that will show you different monthly subscriptions that you could purchase to help this podcast continue and grow. Thank you so much for considering supporting us, and without further ado, let's start this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Daily. I'm sitting here with Michael McGrath. Michael, say hi. Hi. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. It's yeah? been a busy week, but I think I said that last time I was on the podcast as Dude, well. But yeah, you're hustling. Been another busy week. Nice. Yeah. Stay grinding. Yeah. Well, what's what's new? What makes you so busy? Um, just car issues that I'm dealing mm. with. Um, those are never fun, but I can no learn sure. more about cars when I when there's another issue wrong with cars. <laughs> That's true. That's a very um, optimistic way to look at that. Um, actually, another reason why you're busy is because you were working at a camp over the weekend, right? Yes, I was. I was working at a um, Christian camp called Tadmore, and they were hosting a men's retreat, mm-hmm. and I was one of the cooks for that. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I've never gone to men's roundup. I've done some like I've done some other things with that camp, but um, this seems like a very interesting environment. Just like a couple hundred dudes up in the mountains, all united like in the gospel. That's like the one thing that they all have in common. Um, what kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, what kind of environment is that? I mean, I know you spend a lot of time in the kitchen cooking and stuff, but like from what you did experience, like. Yeah. Um... I have my reservations and criticisms about it, but at the same time, it's a ministry that shares the gospel, and any ministry that shares the gospel um, is a ministry that I support mm-hmm. and that I um, that I find value in. And even though I have those criticisms, like it's a it's a good ministry, and they like. God's kingdom is benefited from mm. the work that God does there and the work that the people he sent to work there do there. And mm. um, it's the the environment there is kind of, it reflects that. It's electric and you can, you can see kingdom work there easier than you can see kingdom work in your daily life. Mm. Um, or at least in my daily life. Yeah. I, it's easier to see that the men there are are ha- like they know why they're there and they know like then yeah the it's a they know the kingdom's working there mm. and it's exciting to see that um, I the only res- the reservations I have is my uh, my father's and is one of the part of the leadership team there and hmm. um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he uh, he was the president, I think, last year. Oh. So. Um, I probably met him when I've gone to, mm, I guess I didn't go to men's roundup. I did some other roundups. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, I, I've had some thoughts about it, and mm-hmm. I feel like those thoughts were not uh, implemented, mm-hmm. but that's fine. That's a father-son relationship. It's mm-hmm. not a criticism on men's roundup. And yeah. Stuff. But. It is a good ministry, and I, I'm happy to serve in some capacity mm-hmm. to help support that ministry. Yeah, and that's such, 
I don't know. The thing with Men's Roundup is it's such a well-known event, um, at least in, like, the Christian community in Portland. Because, um, <laughs> like, I've talked, to, I've talked to multiple people about it um, throughout the city, throughout my campus, and everyone I talk to, they're like, oh, yeah, I know Men's Roundup. Or, like, my professor will be talking on stage and, like, yeah, this past weekend I was a men's roundup and we were talking about this. And I'm like, dang, everyone everyone knows about this. Um, like, I had, I think I had four, four or five different friends working there that weekend. Like, it's a very, it's a very well-known event. Um, and from what I've heard, very encouraging. Yeah. Um, it's impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and more impactful than I realize a lot of the times. Um, because I, I've seen... They they have a large um, line of merch, and so nice. every so often I see the occasional Men's Roundup shirt or Men's Roundup mm, hats mm-hmm. uh, being worn around Portland. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's smart. Yeah. Spread, the, spread the word. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is a very impactful ministry. Um, a lot of... Every guy that I've met that has been wearing one of those um, things of merch mm-hmm. have always said something good about it and how it mm. affected their lives in some way. Mm. So, yeah. That's good. God's kingdom is moving through men's end up. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's, that's awesome. That's a great organization. And I feel like what they're doing, I mean, obviously there, there can be improvements as yeah. with every ministry. Um, but I love what men's roundup is doing specifically because I don't know. I feel like once you hit, and I could be wrong, but I feel like for most Christian guys, once you hit like 35 or so, um, ministry and a relationship with God just starts to kind of um, take a back seat and you're focused more on like your work and providing for your family and um, making sure like those things are taken care of, which is which are great things, of course. Um, but yet I feel like um, events like Men's Roundup really serves as a great reminder for guys around that age um just to remind themselves of like like yeah i need to i need to focus on god like sure i need to provide for my family financially but mainly i need to provide for my family like spiritually i need to lead them spiritually and help them um yeah that's awesome yeah Hmm. Hmm. yeah the the other day i was um i was listening to a sermon and the preacher was talking about the concept of if-then theology, which um, I'd actually never heard of before. But once he explained it, I realized that that's something that I've dealt with and a lot of people have dealt with. And if you aren't familiar with if-then theology, it's where you believe, like, if I trust God, then I'll be financially successful. Or if I trust God, then I'll be able to buy a house. Or if I trust God, then I'll find a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever. Um, and it's there's always um, like a, a reward for trusting God. And it's always something like physical. Um, and I feel like that's a common belief that a lot of people have in the church. And I found, actually, I really, I really enjoyed this sermon. <laughs> because as the dude... As the dude was walking up on stage to start speaking, I had my phone out on Instagram and I just posted a photo saying, always trust God. He will never leave you or forsake you or something like that. And then he got up and started talking about trusting God and what that means. 
<laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh dang, like, I wonder if a lot of people who who see that post will get the wrong idea of what trusting God actually means, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, I I used to think like that, mm. um, and I think that a lot of that, for me at least, comes from the lack of being able to see God's kingdom move in spiritual mm. ways. Um, we, I, I get so wrapped up in just the physical world oh, and yeah. things I can see <laughs> and interact with. Yeah. Um, but in, you need to remind yourself of like what God is doing behind the scenes and what God, the, the goal for his kingdom. He's not just gonna, the, the end goal for me or you, Ben, mm-hmm. or anyone else yeah. is not to get a good house. Like, that's not God's plan mm-hmm. for us. I'd be, I would be severely disappointed if the only thing is, the only, the, the only prize at the end of mm-hmm. this road is a big house oh. <laughs> or a nice family or a nice mm-hmm. car. The goal is to have a lasting relationship with God and mm. to, to be with him in eternity. Yeah. That is the goal. And I think living this physical life we get distracted very easily Mm -hmm. um dwelling on things that don't last Mm. um yeah and so getting over that is probably one of the hardest things that i've had to experience of like i need to stop focusing on these physical things Mm. yeah absolutely yeah and that's such a great way to think because a lot of us, I mean, I used to struggle with it. I still do at times, for sure. Um, but struggle with reminding ourselves that, like, do I trust God or do I trust God for stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you trust God, it doesn't mean everything's going to be okay. If you look in the Bible or if you look in any throughout history, you see that the people who trust God the most are the people who get what they want the least, you know? They usually end up killed. They I usually think. end up killed, yeah. Isn't like it 11 out of the 12 disciples oh, got yeah. mm-hmm. killed because yeah. of their faith? Yeah, you're not. Yeah. It's not going to turn out well for you if you follow yeah. God. Is yeah. What, yeah. Not going to turn out well, well from a worldly, world. yeah. Yeah, the yeah world, exactly. So. And, <laughs> and, yeah, like, I mean, Jesus, right? Yeah. Like, he trusted God more than any of us. And he had the worst death, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And that's just a really, that's just something that we all need to, yeah. to get across and to understand. Because I, from what I've seen, that's the downfall of a lot of um, people who, who were Christians at one point. Then there's something like bad things happen. And then they're like, oh, I'm not a Christian anymore. You know, they, they lose their faith in God because they didn't have the right kind of faith, right? They trusted him for stuff, and then bad things happen. And a lot of times they say like, they say like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't believe in a God who would, who would let this happen. I couldn't believe in a God who would let my spouse die, or who would have let me lose my house, or who would let me do this. (laughs) But the thing is like, at, at what point in our lives did we think that our opinion of God determined his existence. Like, (laughs) that is an incredibly stupid, egocentric thing, you know? It's like, huh, I like, I don't see why God would do that. He must not exist. Like, (laughs) 
You know, it just yeah. it doesn't make sense. Um, and yet that's the downfall of so many. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I guess I've I've seen a lot of those stories too <laughs> yeah. of people falling away because of I couldn't believe this. Yeah. And <laughs> it always kind of baffles me. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I I understand where they're coming from. Like, mm -hmm. If certain circumstances would have happened in my life, I might be in their same shoes. Yeah. So, oh, I can't believe God let this happen to me. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't exist because mm. he's not all that I thought. Mm. Um, but that, yeah, that is, comes mm. down to the thinking of being in the physical world and that's where our rewards come from. Mm. Or that's where our rewards are going to be. Mm. We need to, needs, we need to think of the further rewards of yeah. what will happen for us mm. um, in the long run. That's true. And I love, I love what you said there when you said, um, like, that view of God doesn't work for me. Like, you said something along those lines. Yeah. And that's true. For those people who say, I couldn't believe in a God who would do this, that, that idea of God or that belief of God in their mind, they're right. That God doesn't exist because that's not who God is. Yeah. You know? So, in a sense, they're right. Um, you just don't throw out God altogether. You just change your understanding of who he is, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of struggle and a lot of things that people deal with um, with that. But, yeah, I don't know. I find it weird. Um, I find it weird how so many people talk about trusting God, yet they don't understand what that actually means. Um, I kind of I kind of think about it in the sense of like a, like a child with their father. And... Um, <laughs> And the father is like doing a trust fall with the child and is like, okay, like fall into my arms. Um, but have you seen that video of <laughs> there's this dad and he has a daughter doing a trust fall and he's standing behind her and he's like, okay, fall. And she falls forward <laughs> and she just falls on her face because she was supposed yeah. to fall backwards into his arms. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, that's how we are a lot of times. Like God says, like, trust me, I will catch you. Yet we fall the complete opposite direction. We have the complete... We have a complete misunderstanding of what he means when he says, trust me. Yeah. And fall into my arms. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's something That's something I can relate to a lot. Um, yeah. It's having a misunderstanding with that, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a word that keeps coming to me uh, when we're talking about this is um, the word blessed. Because mm -hmm. I think, uh, like, the word blessed has changed its meaning for us as a culture um when people say blessed now it's like it's more of oh i was blessed with a nice house mm -hmm. i was blessed with a physical thing of some sort yeah um when the way that people in the old testament and the new testament use the word blessed is um just oh i'm trying to remember the definition but it, it goes <laughs> along the lines of trusting that God trusting in God despite what's happening around you mm. and it could be all good things happening around you and you still trust God yeah. or um, oh it's finding finding refuge in God mm. despite what's happening around you mm. and yeah it could be all good things but it also could be going through 
terrible, like absolute hell. Like, mm. You could be going through that, and yet you still find refuge in God, and that is being blessed. Yeah. And I think that is what we've lost as a culture is yeah. understanding what that word means. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I don't know. I try, I tend to kind of check myself with that to be like, would I trust God if everything fell apart right now? Because at this point in my life, things are going great. Like, I've had hard times in my life. I've dealt through um, a lot of things, but right now I'm at a good point. Um, and, like, I tend to think that, like, I don't know, if if tomorrow, if everything fell apart, like, if I lost the house, if I lost, um, like, my... Uh, my, like, scholarships and grants at school, and I had to quit that if I lost, like, a family member. Um, and it resorted me to just, like, working at McDonald's for the rest of my life. Would I still trust God? Um, and I tend to kind of check myself on that because I don't, I don't want my value and my faith to be based on earthly blessings, you know? Yeah. I want it to be based on the true knowledge and faith that I have in God that I'm his child and that I will spend eternity with him. Um, and I want, I want my faith to be rooted in that because that is steadfast. That's, that will not waver, you know? Yeah. And I think it comes down to, like, what do you value more? Mm. Like, mm -hmm. do you value having a nice job and a nice house and a nice family? Mm. Or do you value... Um, following Jesus and mm. be having a relationship with him yeah. um, and it can be testing at times mm -hmm. when having a relationship with God definitely is not the same as having that nice job mm -hmm. having that nice safety net and having a nice mm -hmm. family like it sometimes is the opposite direction of like <laughs> that yeah um, and that can be hard for a lot of people mm. um, I don't know if I want to say the word thankfully, but I haven't had that experience of having God's plan for me differ from mm. having like fortunate, like just a fortunate job or a fortunate, mm. um, but I'm not going to discount that. I, mm -hmm. I think possibly that God would have that path for me. And I think mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very, very real possibility. And mm. I want to be prepared for one. He, he asked me to do something that's out of my comfort zone and out of my just out of what world like what would make worldly sense of mm -hmm. like oh having a savings account because mm. yeah mm. yeah no for sure um yeah and i don't know with talking about all of this it just a lot of it just makes me think about the the misunderstanding that so many so many of us christians have because i was talking with a friend of mine yesterday and he he's an amazingly wise guy. Um, he's a very deep thinker, very philosophical. Um, and I was talking with him, and he said he said he finds it interesting that there there are hundreds of millions of Christians around the world, and yet we're all so different, um, but not in like the good way, <laughs> in the in the bad way of like you have Christians who are building orphanages in Africa and are just helping the poor and serving and loving every moment of their lives. And then you have like 
confederate flag people who say that black lives don't matter and like you have those those people who are just so hateful yet say they're christians and these are like two complete opposite ends of the spectrum yet we we all say we're christian yeah you know that that really confuses me god yeah and that's so confusing to me because (laughs) the the people who say that like white people are the best or you know whatever you want um they're obviously wrong and they're misrepresenting god yet it's weird that we all identify under this one thing you know yeah um i don't really know what i wanted where i wanted to go with that but that's just something i've been thinking about a lot um i've also been thinking about like i don't know ever since ever since he talked about that i've been thinking about like being a christian and then being discriminated, whether that's for being a Christian or for being African-American or for whatever. Um, because in in America, like, we're two white, straight, male Christians. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's really as privileged as you could get here. Um, yet, so many Christians have to, have to deal with, and non-Christians as well, of course, um, have to deal with a ton of discrimination and then how how do you relate that to the gospel um (laughs) and i don't really know like when i was in my internship in europe Mm -hmm. um i yeah i had to deal with discrimination not a ton not as much not nearly as much as so many people have to deal with but like I would be in the line at the grocery store and the cashier would see me. They would notice that I speak English and they would make me get out of the line. They would serve all of the Slovene people, all of the um, people of her nationality. nationality yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then she would get to me. And that always confused me. Sometimes she wouldn't even get to me. Sometimes she would just ignore me and walk away. Um, and that always confused me. Um, or like I would go to a Slovene friend's house of mine and um like I'd meet their relatives and some of them would be welcoming they'd like shake my hand or give me a hug um and then others they would just like give me like a like an evil glare and ignore me the whole night um and at first I didn't realize it was because I was American um or Christian those a lot of people over there don't like Americans or Christians um I thought maybe it was just because, like, we didn't know each other and they were shy. But then later on, I would figure out that, like, oh, no, they, those people hate Americans or those people hate Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, like, it just reminds me of how broken of a world we live in, you know? How humans, how we can be so hateful based on the borders that someone's born in or based on the color of their skin. And yet... And it's so broken and so terrible. And yet we still have this, like, this unity in the gospel. Like, whether you're Christian or not, you see God's beauty and you love it. Because we, are, we every single one of us, are created in God's image. And if we're created in his image, then we are attracted to that image and to that character. That's why every single one of us loves nature. Like, sure, maybe maybe you like you prefer rivers over mountains or whatever, but like yeah. every single one of us, we we love 
nature. We are attracted to it. We see a beautiful picture of a force and we love it. And that's because God created it and through it he reveals his character. And being created in his image, we are drawn to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I love seeing that beauty. But then in contrast, <laughs> you can look at a person who is created in God's image and just hate them. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just, it's just so weird to think about those things, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's always confusing to me when I see um, discrimination um, towards other people, mm-hmm. especially from people who claim to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's confusing and it's kind of heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. Of like, that's not what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But I... I don't understand where they're coming from, but mm-hmm. I can get I I can glimpse where they're coming from and it's always hard to like get them to like change their mind and it's mm. the only way to for them to change their mind is growing growing closer to God and just understanding him more um and forcing other people to do that is mm. out of my control and it's yeah. out of your control. Mm-hmm. Um the yeah pretty much the only thing that we can do as two privileged individuals in america is mm-hmm. just read and listen and yeah. hear the stories of the people that are not privileged mm-hmm. and that um and that need representation and mm-hmm. so that we yeah that's what we that's what we need to do as privileged people in our society mm-hmm. is just to listen to those who aren't privileged and mm. so that we can yeah yeah listen to them is the first step and then mm. from there we'll we can figure it out but we we need to do a better job at like the privileged group in our society needs to do a better better mm-hmm. job of listening to those who aren't privileged yeah for sure yeah and it makes me think of like you know how how you hear like pride is the root of all evil yeah i feel like that's um that's what discrimination that's where it comes from. I think it's yeah. pride because, I mean, it sounds just so trivial to think someone's less of you based on the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Like, the color of your skin is determined by how much melatonin is produced in your body. Yeah. And that's just so dumb. Like, but yet people are consumed with this pride. Like, I'm, I'm white and I love myself and I think I'm the best. And so if you're not white, you're not as good as me. Like, but if you look like me, then maybe you're close to being as good as me. And yet, like, it's it's back to this, like, ecocentric thing. Like, you think this, the whole world revolves around you. You think you're the the king. Um, and yet the Bible shows over and over that it never goes well if you plan on being your own king. Because yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it won't end well. You you don't when you um, when you make yourself your own king, um, you stop thinking about God's plan and God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about your kingdom, which yeah. is a physical thing, <laughs> and like takes us back to mm-hmm. what we were talking about before. Of like, you start thinking physically, and then you get upset when things don't go your way, mm-hmm. and 
you don't you don't see God doing what you thought he was going to do because mm. yeah yeah for sure man I don't know it just amazes me that like I don't know with all the stuff we talked about with like discrimination or trusting in God it's I don't know there's a lot of things that a lot of us deal with um particularly trusting in God mm-hmm. um because that's a universal thing um and yet I don't know it's so it's so dangerous if you have the wrong view of what having faith in God means because like I said earlier it's been catastrophic to so many Christians because they believe the wrong thing they have this misunderstanding of what it means to trust God trusting God isn't I will trust God so that I will not suffer it's I will trust God in my suffering Mm. you know yeah Jesus trusted God in the garden of Gethsemane when he was crying and praying to God that he wouldn't um be arrested and die on the cross and go go through all this pain yet he never lost faith he went on to suffer and he continued trusting in god in the suffering yeah and we are supposed to reflect the way jesus lived we're supposed to live the way jesus lived yeah and so we're supposed to follow him yeah what he did mm-hmm. and so in our suffering and in our trials no matter how hard it gets the harder it gets that means you need to trust that's just more opportunity to trust god you know because you need more help <laughs> and that trusting God, it doesn't mean that he'll get you out of that suffering. He will eventually. Eventually, like after, after death, maybe. Yeah. Um, but some, I mean, yeah, don't trust him for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Trust him for the right reasons, which are that he will return and that he loves you. And that in the whole span of eternity, this life is just a moment you know? Yeah. So even if it's a terrible moment, it's just one moment compared to eternity with God. Yeah. And and I think a thing that we need to mention is trusting God comes easier when you have a better relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So when you spend time with him, when you when you spend time, when you read the Bible, get to know what he's done in the past, mm-hmm. done doing in the kingdom and yeah. how that kingdom came about. Um, and just spend time with other believers like Mm. those are all things you need to do to get closer to god Mm. and many more but you see you need to be close to god to Mm. trust him because trusting him without being close is kind of madness (laughs) yeah Um, yeah it's and it's so much harder Mm mm-hmm but being closer with God makes it easier. Yeah. I find it makes it easier. Absolutely. Like you can trust a close friend more than you trust a stranger. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's that's an amazing thing. And that's a something that we have to remind ourselves on a daily basis, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's because trusting in God is one of the things that you have to remind yourself daily. And it's vitally important to your life because... You know, God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. But you can't think of that in small, physical, earthly terms. You have to think about that in the eternal term of that. He will never leave me or forsake me. I will spend eternity with him. I just have to trust him in my suffering. and I have to love him and I have to follow him. 
with everything that I have. Yeah. And yeah, and that's it, you know? Um, yeah. That's really all the time we have for today. Unless, Michael, you have anything else to say? No. No? Yeah. All good? Well, thanks for joining me. It's been great. Love having you on. Love being on. All right. See you.